The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. And the dark times are almost gone. By the way, we have a minicamp happening right as we speak, with 90% of the players in attendance, including Lamont Jordan, who usually uh, practices on his own. But of course, Randy Moss is on his own, or should I say Candy Moss. A lot of speculation here about Moss coming back and not being traded, blah, blah, blah. I tell you, I got 9 million reasons why he's going to be either traded or dropped altogether. And 9 million reasons for sure, and some of them of, of which are he's a punk, he doesn't try, no effort, no spirit, he's definitely not a Raider. Get out! That's what I'm saying. And one more thing. The home opener is supposedly going to be with the Detroit Lions. Kitty, 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 kitty. Yes, the Detroit Lions, our first game, I guess the NFL Network and ESPN are truly trying to stick it to the Raiders. And uh, I guess it's going to be the loser's game or some kind of crap like that. I can see it now, but nonetheless, it'll be a game and we will give them a beatdown. Without further ado, show 141. Yeah, yeah. About my city, the city of old. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city, the city of old? Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Today's show will be lies, lies, lies. Yeah, all the lies. I can't believe the doggone lies. We'll talk about those this time of year. Man, everybody's a liar. 06 is crystal clear. We'll hit on that. Al Davis, the best owner in sports, period. Guy's probably tired of hearing about it, but I ain't tired of speaking about it. So there you go. Here's a story you've got to hear. Carr may not have the heart for the Raiders. Justin Griffith interview. We'll talk about what he had to say on his interview. And, of course, we will hit the Raider Nation podcast. Comments, forum section where you guys spill your guts. And there's been some bantering about in the comments forum section. It's pretty interesting, and I will definitely hit on that. So let's start off with lies, lies, lies. Yeah, that's for sure. These days they pay the stopping fools running up. Okay, the Redskins say they want to make a move up to the top. They're making interviews with Russell and Calvin Johnson and all the first-rounders. Of course, this seems to happen every year. No one wants to tip their hand. Don't believe a doggone thing people are saying. Herm Edwards the other day said that, well, if we don't get rid of Trent Green, we'll just keep him. Oh, yeah, if we don't get rid of him, we'll just pay him $7.2 million to sit on the pine. I don't think so. Lies, 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 yeah. They keep rolling. The Browns say they want to make a move. I think that's a bunch of bullshit, too. Dolphins as well. They'd like to come up and get um, Jamarcus Russell and take him from the top places in the draft. I just think that's just all speculative. 
and you just don't know who's saying what and why. Mock drafts, of course, by all the pundits, pontificating sports experts are most of the time close to being worthless pieces of paper. The trades, the rumors, I'm telling you, only a month left of this crap and we'll be into the draft and it'll be a moot point because we'll have who we have and it'll be over. But it's just so funny to see all the teams giving a bunch of BS out to their fans about what they might do. And then all, you have all these sportscasters are saying, hey, this is what's happening. Just like the Candy Moss trade to the uh, Green Bay packing, packing, packing in the backing. You know what I'm saying? That is a bunch of BS. I bought into it too. Nothing has happened. There has been nothing. And who knows? Like I said before, when the pen hits the paper, then I'll say it happened. However, I do truly believe that Randy Moss will not be with us um, for this season. Now, we ain't going to pay him no $9 million. That's for damn sure. But the lies, I'm just, I'm just telling you, man, it's a funny thing. Don't buy into what the coaches say. Even Kiff, he's not going to throw his hand out there. You know how the Raiders have been forever. This is one thing I'm for sure of. It's not going to be a regular draft that we've had before. I think with the youth and the organization and the new direction the Raiders are going in, we might do something different like trade down, which is something I hope we do because we have so many holes in the line. Six is crystal clear. Speaking to the team, speaking to the coaches, you're getting little bits and pieces of it here and there, Raider Nation, about the playbook. The players, uh, when they talk about 06, they, all of them seem to look to the ground in disgust and come out with little hints of how they realize that it was bullshit and the, of course, second coming of Art Shell. And I like Art Shell, but the whole mess with his coaching staff. Very poorly handled. The Tom Walsh flapjacks out of your ass crack playbook was another issue that has come up many times now. Now that the players are coming back, we're starting to hear they're not trying to slam the old regime, but it's very clear on the blocking schemes and the playbook. And I'm telling you right now, a lot, 90% of this was coaching. And when you listen to Justin Griffith's interview, and I'll hit that next, you'll see. So 06 was a debacle from the beginning because of the coaching situation, the players. That's why Kiffin has continued to say that he is evaluating players not based on the 06 season because you can tell he just wants to spit it out that it was bullshit coaching, terrible play calling, and absolutely horrible communication with the coaching staff and players that created the debacle of all six. I'm going to call that the dark ages because let me tell you, it was severely dark. You as a fan, I know it was painful. It's so painful to look at. It's like trying to look at someone puking. It's hard to look at and it's hard to look at 06, but I'll tell you right now, you have to look at it because it's part of our history and it's something we're going to grow from and learn from. I'll tell you right now, the players are looking good. They're looking good at this new camp. And the thing that is clear to me that 06 was fully a debacle 
from the office and not the playing field. It is good, prudent, and wise of Kiffin to stay strong. Don't bend to pressure about players, blah, blah, blah. Make his own judgments on players' performances in the mini camps. We have two, count them, two full camps this season because we had a coaching change. That's a great thing for our team. And like I said before, 90% of the players are there with the exception of Candy, I'm going to run my smoothie business because it's the summertime, Moss, and that's about it. And there's you go. That shows you the effort, you know, that Candy Moss puts into this team. Do you think if he was 100% beside, behind the Raiders, he wouldn't be there? Do you think that if he had a chance and a possibility of going to the, the game, the show next season, that he wouldn't show up for the, at the very least, the camera ops? Yeah, right. I can't wait to see his skinny little ass and his crappy skinny little arm waving in the air flying down the highway anywhere east. I don't care. Get out. Okay, well, let's talk about Big Al Davis. The autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea with a rollicking song he sweeps along swaggering boisterously his face is weather beaten best owner in all sash. sports raider fans i know this is a very touchy subject to us some i mean families have big raging arguments over how al davis sucks or al davis is the man let me just give you my perspective from the way i seize it i take a look at the nfl owners pool I look to see the owners and their um, interaction with the players, the media, and especially the fans. I look to see how the, the owners have uh, done something for the organization. The NFL made it better somehow, some way. Not Now, I will have to say that 75% of the owners in this league are fat cats who go to the games with their kids, and this is what happens in the 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 box that they have. Oh my goodness, look, they're all cheering. What happened? What happened? You know, because they're too busy sick, sipping on their latte or their strawberry kiwi martinis. You know, that's the kind of ownership you want? Is that what you want to happen to the Oakland Raiders? Do you want them to be owned by the Heinz Corporation or the Bedspring Capital making company of the, the uh, United States? You know, I'll tell you, corporate ownership of NFL teams is a big thing. It's coming up, and it's making more and more sense because they're hugely financially productive. Don't listen to those guys talking about how the NFL don't pay. If it didn't pay, you wouldn't have a $600 million cap on salaries. There's money in the NFL, and big corporations have the money to buy these teams. Now, with Al Davis, who has done more than I can say to assist this league in moving on, starting, of course, with the merger of the old AFL and the NFL. And, of course, with the first hiring of first black and Hispanic coaches, taking chances on supposedly beat-down players that have no more talent or energy left. Al Davis is an innovator and an actuator. He is one man that has all heart for this whole league, and he is our owner. No other owner in football, actually no other owner in sports besides Steinbrenner has the clout that Al Davis has and or the name recognition. When you say Raiders 
you say Al Davis. Here's another thing. I just wanted to say this because I'm blown away. I'm blown away when anybody ever says that I can't wait for Al Davis to die. Well, all you dumbasses that say something so stupid, listen to this. Who do you want to own this team? Come on, genius. Let me know. Put it down on the podcast. Put it on the comments form section. I'd love to hear it. You give me the suggestion on who you want to own the team. The only thing I would say is that whoever you put in there is going to be far, far from the mark. I don't give a crap who his name is. There is no one like Al Davis, and there will be no one like our Al Davis. Enjoy him as an owner. Be proud of him. Tell everybody that he is the man for our organization because of stuff like this. Has any other owner made any reference to past players? No. Do you think they give a shit? No. Al Davis, of course, is a man with the heart. Contrary to popular belief, he has a big heart. Al Davis has a solution for a problem that he has seen and has bothered his heart, I am sure. Considering how many Hall of Famers the Raiders have in the Hall of Fame and those very same players struggling to make a living and the cost of health care these days is just bullshit. And those players have to put it down. We're talking two, three grand a month. These guys were beaten and battered by the NFL, and Al Davis sees a way to make something happen for these poor guys out there on welfare and Social Security. They're not the fat cat millionaires that we have in the NFL these days. These guys are the very foundation of the NFL and deserve every doggone thing they can get. And doggone it, Al Davis came out with an idea that nobody else has. His idea, of course, is to have satellite versions of Pro Football Hall of Fames at Disney theme parks in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, and Anaheim, California. All proceeds to entering that the Hall of Fames would go to the financial struggling and health benefits for old players in the NFL, the guys that didn't get the millions of dollars, the guys that do are struggling, and the guys that, let me just say this, the leader of the NFL Players Association, and I'm not even going to mention his name, he's a Raider, but he pisses me off. He pisses me off because of what he says about the old players. He pisses me off because this is a quote from his very lips. Well, they don't pay my salary. They don't pay me any money. That's really great, Gene Upshaw. I think that's sackless and selfless and self-centered. I know you're a great Raider. I know I'm going to catch crap for saying it. But when you say something like that about NFL players that were the basis for this game that we see today, that the basis for the generations to follow, about how they don't count and how they don't pay your salary, well, I think that's very shallow, hollow, and selfish of you. And as far as I'm concerned, that's total bullshit. Thank you, Al Davis, once again for throwing an idea out there. I hope Disney takes and runs with it. I know the NFL will probably put a kibosh on it because it came from the Raiders. What a sad, sad commentary that would be. Thank you, Al Davis, for being the best owner in football and of all sports. I, for one, as a fan, am eternally grateful to have you as an owner for all this time. The history, the greatness of the Raiders will go on long after you go on, Al. But you'll see all these people calling for you to step down are going to be very freaked out when they say who's taking over. And that's all I got to say about that.
Carr may not have the heart for the Raiders. Subsequently, <laughs> as I was talking about David Carr on my last podcast and talking about the possibility for him coming to Oakland, there really has not been any true conversations with the management and or his agent. There's been speculation, of course, just like the Candy Moss trade that Carr was coming to Oakland. However, he has had appointments everywhere with the exception of Oakland. So he's gone to Seattle. There's other teams that are thinking about talking to him. The Vikings, I could go on. But nonetheless, Raiders have not gotten a interview yet, and it seems to me like we haven't heard enough of this story, so there probably isn't one there. David Carr, I told you about the possibilities. Other than that, I can't say much because the Raiders have been linked to very few quarterbacks this offseason. Jeff Garcia visited. That's one guy who said, oh, I want to be a Raider. 24 hours later, he wasn't. <laughs> and there you go. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the prominently uh, promoted uh, trade with Candy Moss, it didn't happen. wasn't even going to happen. Detroit's Josh McCone, uh, he spurned the Raiders last year. Now, I think that would have been a great thing to pick him up. Maybe he'll change his mind this year. But last year, remember, they invited him, and he said, no. Just like a five-year-old. So he didn't want to open a door there. It's funny to me that this man would be educated enough and not look at all the options and just take innuendo and somebody else's word for it and not even giving it an opportunity. Well, that's his problem. And he'll see the errors of his ways when he sees a young Andrew Walter take us to the next level. That's fine with me. I really know that we'll get a quarterback. We will have a veteran in the backfield. There's no doubt in my mind. Who it is, I do not know. But I will say this. David Carr's agent has not returned calls. David Carr's agent has not made an appointment. And David Carr, like I said, is very squeaky clean. He's a nice kid, man. He's a good kid. And he's a tenacious competitor. And he would put it all on the field. He'd leave a kidney out there, I'll tell you that right now. His character far surpasses that of Kenny Moss. If we signed him, I would have no doubt that he would give it all for the Raiders just because he is a man of his word, unlike candy-ass Moss. So if we do get Carr, it would be a great thing, but it's not looking like we're even going to talk to the guy. Who knows what happens? Like I said before, lies, lies, lies. But for right now, I don't see anything materializing with Carr and he might not have the heart for the Raiders. If you click on the Raiders website, theraiders.com, you'll see that there is a series of interviews that were just given this Thursday this last Thursday, which is a rare thing in the Raiders because they rarely open their doors in minicamps or anywhere else for that matter. The clandestine team of the West, which is what we've always been, secretive, in the shadows, never tilting our hand to anyone, let out these players, Al Carr, Lamont Jordan, Robert Gallery had a lot to say. 
Um, didn't say much in substance, but he talked a lot. Uh, and, of course, Kiffin came out and talked as well. You know, you have to pick between the lines and kind of look and see what happened. The interviews were great. The best one, I say, is Justin Griffith, a view from the new Raiders. Uh, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Justin Griffith came in in this interview and was pumped. I'm talking about pumped. I'm not talking about giving us a ration of bullshit. I'm not talking about a guy just talking to hear himself talk and, yeah, it's a good team, it's a good this and the history, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about the guy who's talking about making some sense. He was a fullback for the Falcons for four years and came to the Raiders this season. Drafted, of course, because the line coach and Greg Knapp and, of course, Lane Kiffin, they know him, they're familiar with him, and the system that he worked with for four years in Atlanta will be the system that the Raiders are going to use. Also, he did say some interesting thing about the blocking schemes. We'll be working on chop blocks. Now, I'm sure after we get very good at the chop blocking thing, they'll outlaw it, even though the Denver Broncos have been doing it for decades. But they have a good blocking scheme. It's a very good blocking scheme, and it makes a total difference on our team. The offense should look absolutely, totally 100% different. He says it's a lot easier than these long play uh, blocking schemes that they have. Uh, he, he says the offense is consistent. What means by, by consistent is it's not a rhythmic offense that is drawn upon the circumstance of the moment. It's something that is consistent. You continue to run the plays that are successful, and you are successful. He says we will score points next year, and it is a very hungry team. I am jacked up about this guy right here. I see one guy right here talking about the West Coast offense and the Falcons offense, which I was always impressed with. And, of course, the blocking scheme that Denver used, I always wonder why we never used that in the first place. It has always killed us when we played them. Well, guess what? That rat face Shanahan's going to be really surprised when Gallery takes the knees out of one of his defensive linemen. I love it. I can't wait. I just cannot freaking wait. So that is an awesome thing. The interview was fantastic. I encourage the entire nation to get on in there and check it out. Uh, listen to Lane Kiff's interview. He talks a lot, like I said. He talks a lot about last year not being an example that he's going to draw energy from. Or information from. He said he looked at a little bit of film, but it's not the basis of choosing who will be on this team. The mini camps, once again, especially in this situation, will show who's going to be on this team. The other thing that I thought was amazing was when Gallery said it and Lamont said it that the coaching is totally different this year in the fact that the coaches actually come out and teach you. There is way more communication between coach and player, much more hands-on, and they're in their face and in their grill, and you got to believe this is going to turn into some success. It seems to me that you could buy into a situation a whole lot easier when you got the manager running his ass off right next to you, okay? That makes a big difference. I think, leading by example here, I think that we got Greg Knapp. I think that was an absolutely killer, killer and I mean killer pickup, um, that also Lane Kiffin said, 
and it's going to make a huge, humongous difference in the way this team plays, and our offense is on the way, baby. It's on the way. The draft, a month away. Are you pumped? I am pumped. Are you excitable? I'm so freaking excitable. I just love it. Raider fans, the season's almost here. Are you excited? Are you excitable? Are you excitable? Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited? I am Raider Greg, and this is the premier Raider Nation podcast. All Raider talk. 24-7, 365 days of the year, dedicated to all Raider fans who need their football fix, day or night. Stay on top with what's happening with your Raiders and the NFL. We're uncensored. We are unapologetic. Join us now. Without further ado, let's hit it. You know what I'm talking about, Randy. It will be the Raider Nation Podcast Comments. Forum. All right, Raider fans. Here we are. Now, there's been some bantering going around between these couple guys. The Smurf, he wanted to correct me, Z-M-U-R-F-Zilla. So Smurfzilla, that is a very menacing name. I can imagine it's a giant blue guy. Uh, Anyways, Smurfzilla, you got to take it easy, Patna. You're beating people up in here. You're beating us up. I'm just teasing, man. You can put on here whatever you like. Okay, let's see. He comes in with, my name, Russell. Well, the name is Smurfzilla, pronounced with an S and not a Z. So it's Smurfzilla with a Z, I guess. So it sounds like Smurfzilla. <laughs> He's saying we need a QB. He says we we trade Moss and draft Calvin Johnson if we don't pick up J. Russ. Okay, but he wants Russ. He says, Russ to Moss, touchdown. And he also says, Moss is staying. Well, I sure hope Moss ain't staying because he's going to cost us way too much money. I don't want to pay that alligator arm geek a doggone red frickin' cent. He's a punk-ass biatch, and I have no, no respect for the man. Get out of town, Charlie Brown. I'm telling you right now, and take your skinny little ass with you. Young Raider, draft NFL 2007. Hey, Raider Greg, how is the core of the black hole? I don't know, man. It's pretty good. I love it. I love being in it. That's for sure. Let's see. Please let me give my insight to the NFL 07 draft. First round, Jay Russ. I know you don't draft needs in the draft, but in this case, we have no choice. I love Walters and QB. However, we think we need just to start all over. Let Greg Knapp mold the shit out of Jay Russ. Uh, we all know what he did with Vic. Imagine what he could do with someone who could actually throw the ball. 
plus for us is mobility is a plus, and uh, with our O-line improving, he doesn't trust him 100%, but I don't either, and I don't think anybody will until we see the product on the field. Second round, he wanted to go with Tony Hunt as a running back, but we got Dominic Rhodes, so we're handled. First round, now wide receiver. Uh, I think we got wide receivers. We got to get Moss and his wide receiver dumb ass out of there. Oh, gosh. He hates him just like me. Let Jerry Porter be the number one receiver and give Gabriel or Curry the number two spot. And uh, I don't know why we still have Alvis Nitwithead. I don't know either. I hate him too, man. Why do we keep Alvis Witless? I called him all season. Dropping balls, running wrong routes. He's a geek. (laughs) What receiver do you might ask? Robert uh, Meacham of Tennessee. Uh, I don't think so, man. I think the two receivers that uh, that played with Jermarcus Russell last year out of LSU were very good. A guy named Davis and a guy named Bo. They were both stellar, and I think they're both up this year. And I think if we don't take a look at those two guys, we'd be foolish because they played very, very well, and they'd be very reasonable. He says the rest of our picks should be on O-linemen, and that about that. Good pick, good post. Okay, Zerfella. <laughs> Zerf, Zerfzilla. <laughs> I'm killing you. I know I'm killing me too. Vic, he says. How is Vic not a good QB? What the fuck? He has no wide receivers. Whatever happened to his brother? P.S. J. Russ Tomas touchdown. Well, Raider Greg said back to him, subject, Vic is a dick. A few podcasts ago, a segment I'd said, on Vic, entitled Vic is a Dick, says it all. I'm out. And that's exactly what I mean. Says it all because he ain't the guy for Raiders, man. I'm telling you, he flips off the nation. He's never going to make it to the doggone parking lot. Juan Jorge, Vic is a shitty QB. There you go, Juan. There you go, brother. He has a chance. He can run, but he has no accuracy and is very inconsistent. And, of course, a Raider Rick came in and agreed wholeheartedly with that, as I did as well. Uh, Mr. Big and Black came in. Vic, well put from my boy Romeo. See, he agrees too. Let's see. Let's go up. Raider Rick, Vic. Vic is a terrible quarterback. There you go. To Asian persuasion, Vic. Vic is better suited for a running back, a wide receiver, than a QB. I don't think he's going to improve as a QB ever. How does his name come up anyway? Well, ask Smurfzilla. He's the one who brought it up. Well, that's about it. They're still bannering around here. We had a new signing. Uh, Raiders just signed un- unrestricted free agent, offensive tackle, Cornell Green from the Buccaneers, 6'6", 315, eight-year vet. Play guard and tackle. I think his fodder as well. I don't think he's played that well, especially with Tampa Bay's line. However, could be a different story here with our blocking scheme. Well, Raiders, things are heating on up, and things will be changing really quick because the 15th is the dead headline for Trent Green, Randy Moss, and all the other high-priced guys that got a big old, big old bonus coming. We shall see. Stay tuned. We're going to let you have it. We're going to let you have it all. Right here at the Raider Nation Podcast. I am your host. Thank you for listening to the show. And I am out.